Welcome to Tuesdays Together, recorded live Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. in our online campus. We post that episode to our podcast channels at the end of our broadcast that evening. Thank you for joining us. Here's this week's Tuesdays Together. Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Tuesdays Together. Now that I'm wearing a microphone, you can actually hear me. <laughs> hey, Miss Brenda, glad you could join us tonight. Sorry, normally I'm wearing a microphone long before we ever get on, on the air, and today I just completely uh, forgot to put that on before we got on here. So David's already laughing at me. Yeah. See, I'm already bringing a smile to David's face yeah. before it ever got started. Look at there. There we go. That's what we exist for. We exist to bring you guys a smile so you guys can smile when we're talking about anxiety. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, Pastor Jay, so did you come up with a quick talking point for us to talk about or a question for the night? Did you see one? Um, I know we had our one last week. We didn't, we didn't actually I have did one. I did not. We did have one last week that we did. Um, did okay, we do I've got the... one. I've got one. Yeah, we did that one. Okay, you've got one. What's the most creative thing you have made af- after with Thanksgiving with your Thanksgiving leftovers or with, like, the the remnants of what you make? Like, it's not the meal you made for Thanksgiving, but what you made with it after the fact. So, like, a creative dish yes. with your leftovers. It's like one of my guys takes the Thanksgiving turkey carcass and like puts it in a pot immediately after carving it and starts boiling it and makes uh, turkey soup. And it's like he mm-hmm. likes turkey soup more than he likes actual turkey. So like I smoked our turkey this year, so I used the smoked turkey and made a barbecue sandwich the next day because, mm-hmm. you know, we were trying to make barbecue turkey like five different ways. Yeah. I think, um, I didn't do it this year, but I think before we've done, um, we made like a turkey pot pie. Oh, I about that. We got plenty of turkey. We should do that. Yeah. That's, that's a good idea. Because then it like, you know, if it gets, starts getting dried out, it Yeah, a lot of different way of eating it. like a there you go. Good evening, JW. <laughs> so do you have a creative thing that you make with your Thanksgiving leftovers? Post it in the comments and I'll, I'll go ahead and put it right yeah. in there. Of course, I'll show up as Pastor Jenny writing it. We didn't really have a lot of Thanksgiving leftovers this year. Um, it's kind of crazy. Usually we have like I feel like a week's worth mm-hmm. leftover, but we had like a pretty big crowd, and um, I think we all just made just enough. So, right. so yeah, what creative meal item have you made when you're Thanksgiving leftovers? That was a pretty good question. I didn't. Thank you. I forgot to come up with one. So. So if you're coming on, what's something creative that you've come up with? Patty, turkey, soup. There we go. Um, the turkey bones. Sorry, I'm, I'm talking while I'm typing. I'm not supposed to do that. We had this conversation this week. It brings anxiety to Pastor Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't bring anxiety. Anxiety to me, it just is one of those pet peeves <clears throat> that I have that, like, that's right. I don't know. Hmm. Turkey sandwich, there we go. Uh-huh. JW said everyone took a to go box this year. I fed scraps and chickens. Yes, sir. There you go. There you go. Lucy did not complain about any scraps we had left over afterwards. She was happy to help out with any of those scraps. Yeah, yes, she was. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, to-go boxes are a good idea. Yes. To take. We have done that in the past, too. But for some reason this year, we just really did not. I don't know. We had just enough. Our ultimate goal was to plan for just enough this year. Yeah. We're like, quit making extra stuff. Quit making extra, like, yeah. desserts. We're like, don't make any more sides. Like, we've got well, just we, some people coming. We like, usually host at our house. And, um, you know, having six people in our house now, we don't have a ton of refrigerator space. We really need, like, an industrial... <laughs> refrigerator around here because we've got like two gallons of one kind of milk two gallons of another kind of milk mm -hmm. and like you know that takes up space really quick um we don't keep coffee creamers in anymore no we don't even do coffee creamers anymore um but yeah it's just like <laughs> like where'd the space go once we put all that in there there's no space so we told our families we're like we can't handle a ton of leftovers because we barely have room for what we Yep. what we already have in there so yep but it worked out good so right. so if you have a creative item you made for the meal there oh that's really gross thanks jw appreciate that Ooh, that's as bad but i want to say that out wow that's as bad as that facebook post going around where people are taking the vienna sausages and dipping them in mm. chocolate sauce that's that's how bad that is thanks oh. jw appreciate that because oh. That is the nastiest thing I have ever seen. That is when the I... grossest thing, the whole Vienna sausage. I don't mm. know. I'm sorry. Mm. My hair is like really I think Vienna sausages are bad enough. I don't know. Canned sausage, I think, is bad enough on its own without having to dip it in chocolate. Yeah, so. that's that's gross. And I don't know mm. why anybody started that trend. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, JW, I want to know, did you okay actually drink that? Anything. That's what I want to know. Did you actually drink that? Because that just sounds terrible. Yeah. He mixed it with his quinoa and uh, and, and his seaweed in it. <laughs> All right, so moving on <laughs> tonight. Um, obviously, last week we were um, off because we had a Thanksgiving break, as we are talking about all of the. Um, he said no, just an idea. <laughs> um, it just like reminded me of that one TV show that the girls watch, and like. They were with this kid and he was like i don't like chewing chewing disgusts me and he was literally like putting everything in a blender <laughs> nasty yep. um anyways oh <laughs> uh, we were out last week and we are back on track we only have a few more weeks to go i think we will be finishing up um with the study like a week or two before christmas mm -hmm. um this a week, week or 14 by the way this week 14. 14 i looked it up we've been doing this Crazy. for 14 weeks mm -hmm. Y'all been tuning in to us for 14 weeks. That's crazy. I'm sorry, y'all. But thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming back. <laughs> wow. Um, it does not feel like it's been 14 weeks. But mm -mm. we do have... Um, we must be having fun. We are. It, I mean, we're trucking through all of these anxieties mm -hmm. in the Bible. Um, we have one, two, two, possibly three more weeks. We might be able to combine one in. So at least two more weeks for sure. Um, so this is our last, um, this is our last character, or, or I can't call them characters, last person in the Bible. They're not characters. Not they're, anymore, anymore. they're, I mean like before Jesus. Oh, okay. You don't Jesus count Jesus is, as a character. Well, anymore. I mean like, <laughs> no. <laughs> what I'm saying is. He is the, the character. Last... He's not a character. <laughs> and. And I hate to say character because they're not like fictional, like they're true, real historical people. figures. There um, you go. Yes, but the last person in the Bible that um, 
had an anxiety. We've also talked about, we're talking about Paul tonight. We've talked about Paul a couple of times through the study. Mm -hmm. um, it's just the last time we're talking about Paul. Um, and then next week we'll be talking about Jesus. And then we'll go into some final um, thoughts after that. And then we'll be taking a break over Christmas and coming back um, in January. I'm actually going to, for those of you that do listen on the podcast and those of you that tune in live to us, going to put a poll out um, within the next week of what you guys would like to do on the next season of um, Tuesdays Together because we're obviously about to wrap this one up mm -hmm. and we have some other ideas so I'm going to put that out so be on the lookout for that if you're listening on the podcast go to the online campus and answer that poll so that we know what yeah. y'all want to listen to next um, no participating in our small group Yes. We don't like listening. We like participating. participating. This is awesome. Yes. What are you wanting to participate in? Yes. Um, so we are talking about Paul tonight um, and burden for others. This is kind of, this one was kind of interesting mm -hmm. because it was a flip on, this is a flip on all of the other anxieties that we've been talking about. We've been talking about a lot of um, negativity unhealthy with anxieties. Anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Like mm -hmm. unhealthy um, and the things that it does to our body and the things that it does um, to our mind. And tonight we're actually going to do a little flip side of this and look at anxiety in a um, healthy way. A healthy way. Mm -hmm. um, so this one um, is talking about Paul burden for others. And we're in 2 Corinthians 11, 24 through 28. That is our main... Um, Shall I read that? Text tonight. Yeah, it's short. short. It's only four verses. So, 2 Corinthians 11, 24 through 28. 28. All right, here we go. So, so, there we go. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. So, you got 49, uh, 39 lashes. If you don't know what that is, that's getting beat with a cat of nine tails 39 times. So, pretty much what Jesus happened to Jesus, he did it five times. So three times I was beaten with rods, once I was pelted with stones, three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have gone often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Beside everything else, I face daily pressure of my concern for all the churches. So, um, what we're talking about tonight is that God can use anxiety as an emotional response to serve us and others. And so, this, what we just read, was um, a helpful example of this kind of anxiety um, because. Paul is mentioning how he is burdened and concerned at the burden and concern he feels for the churches. Yeah, I want I want to point out something else because often I'm someone we actually talked about a while back with small groups because someone we had someone made a dumb comment one of Charlotte's friends boyfriends and he had, he had made a stupid comment and he was like small groups aren't in the Bible so that's just stupid small groups are just stupid and she goes. Does not what? go to our church. Right yeah, now. does not go to our church. No, no, no affiliation with our church denomination or anything. No. <laughs> and but it, when they, it Charlie goes back and goes, 
what do you think the churches of the Bible were? They didn't have like massive sanctuaries that they met in. Like the biblical church was small groups. Like these letters were to people of certain cities, mm -hmm. but literally that was what it was. The churches were families. They were in small groups. They were all small groups because, I mean, you think about Jesus ministering to the sick when they lowered the man through the roof. They had packed everybody they could inside the little hut. They had packed everybody outside the hut and everything they could inside a house. They didn't meet in the temple because Jesus wasn't welcome in the temple. I mean, the only stories you hear of Jesus in the temple was he was teaching the teachers and then he went out, went in and overthrew the tables. So, like, when we talk about mm -hmm. Paul's letter to the churches, mm -hmm. it wasn't like he, he goes, here are all the Assemblies of God churches in the West Florida district. Like, this was, like, literally, like, yeah. hometown, like, home, yeah. home in-home houses, mm -hmm. churches. And most likely, it was just, like, the leaders all met in one house and read mm -hmm. his letters because they honestly may not even been able to have the literacy to read uh, his letters that they came in. So. Yeah. Which is unique about Paul, too, is the fact that he was actually able to write these letters, which mm -hmm. is something you don't hear very often. He's one of the writers, which is probably why he wrote so much of the Bible, because he could write. Yeah. So, I just um, want that just English, sorry, unique perspective yeah, that's there. A good, yeah, it's a good perspective, because, and then when we look at, like, we are the church, like, mm -hmm. physically, like, we are each part of mm -hmm. the church, so a small group makes up <laughs> the yes. church, so, mm -hmm. yeah, um... So it says here, um, second in the, we were reading the NIV version, um, mm. the ESV version of 2 Corinthians eleven twenty eight actually says anxiety for all the churches. Mm -hmm. um, so in the context of 2 Corinthians 11, Paul is sharing the many ways he has been physically afflicted from sharing the gospel. So when he was talking about the imprisonments, the lashings, the stonings, the shipwrecks, the sleepless nights, the hunger and thirst, um, being exposed to elements, danger everywhere. <laughs> it was just danger everywhere. Paul Never a calm moment. <laughs> um, on top of that, he speaks of the anxiety his ministry brings. Um, he bore a great responsibility to preach the gospel in every place he was physically able to, hmm. no matter where he was, on the road, in a prison cell, um, at a church, or in the church. Um, you know, and I think what's, what's interesting is I can relate, like, when I first read through this, I was kind of like, I'm not quite following, I think I was a little tired too, mm -hmm. <laughs> but when I, like, went back and thought about it again, it makes sense, and I can actually relate to him, because on Wednesdays and Sundays, like, Wednesdays, Sunday, Wednesdays after church, Sundays after church, and the next day, we're, like, usually exhausted. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, like, we're only, like, Wednesday nights, a couple hours at the church. Um, Sundays, you know, it can be half of the day sometimes. Um, but, like, on. <laughs> but you're on the whole time. So, like, when we're, do, like, those of you that do ministry with us um, probably feel the same way because mm -hmm. it is, like you do take that burden on yeah. for the people coming through the doors, for the youth coming through the doors, the kids coming through the doors, and that anxiety does exhaust, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like he's talking about. I mean, that's um, sleepless nights. You can have sleepless nights when you're in the ministry because you're so concerned about the people that you're trying to minister to. Yeah. Um, so that anxiety, though, 
as we're talking about tonight, is a healthy anxiety because God is allowing us to feel that so that we do mm-hmm. want to serve others and we do want to make sure that they're okay and that they know who Jesus is, you know, like, because that is ultimately our, Mm -hmm. our main goal, Mm -hmm. like is to have others also follow Jesus. And in this situation, it's a burden for people to be in their shoes, to Mm -hmm. see what they need and then meet that need. I mean, even down to the point where like Pastor Jenny just said a second ago, like we want to put a poll out there to find out what you guys want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never thought about anxiety being a study that I would want to do or need to do. And I, but the more we talked about it, we're like, wow, it really is a burden a lot, in a lot of ways. We didn't realize, you know, how much anxiety was affecting us. And we started doing this st- study and we we're like, wow, I never mm-hmm. thought like very heavy breathing. I mean, like, you mm-hmm. never thought like, you're like, wow. And Jenny, mm-hmm. as, as, as she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, <laughs> I just felt heavy. Like, I just needed to take a deep breath. And I just... Uh, everything was closing in around me. I thought I just never felt that thought. And I've had that conversation with several of you guys. Like I went in one day and I just had, had a long work day and I walked into Bucky's outside of Mobile mm-hmm. and I walked in and I just felt like I was starting to shut in. I like my vision started acting funny and I started my heavy breathing and I walked back out and I told Jenny, I said, I think I just had a panic attack <laughs> and I just, I've never had that before, but it was just so many things moving on around me. Yeah. And I've learned it even more now. She's, Jenny recognizes it too. And I told her the night, I was like, I've got to go sit outside for a little while. There's just too much going on. There's too much noise. There's too much. <laughs> I, I think I even popped off in the night at the family. I was like, whoa, everybody stop. I was like, mm-hmm. we got to bring the volume down. We got to bring the conversations. We got to slow down. Let one person talk. It's just too much. And I think we're yeah. just so overwhelmed a lot of times by mm-hmm. so much. And that's where Wednesday nights are the same way. And but we, the way we're learning in this tonight, to me, is learning to carry those other burdens. But I mean, from the moment we step on campus on Wednesday nights, we're looking at faces. Mm-hmm. Same thing on Sunday mornings. We're looking at mm-hmm. faces, yeah. judging how is the service going to go based off the faces that are mm-hmm. in the room. How is Pastor doing today? I mean, do is there anything that I need? I'm looking at his face, going, "Hey, Pastor, you look burdened today. What do we need to do for you? What can I? What can we take off of you? What do we need to not have you thinking about right now to be able to, mm-hmm. you know?" have your mind free to be able to minister to us yeah. and minister what God's given you. And, and so as you guys are, I mean, everybody I've seen right here, all have your own ministries inside the church. You're constantly looking and seeing what is it, what needs to be done. I know David, so many guys don't even know, but David's the one that sets up the chairs for Sunday school on Sunday morning. I mean, so I, I know he's probably wondering sometimes, are the chairs all going to be there? Did someone borrow the chairs? Did someone move the chairs around? Did someone, mm-hmm. you know, have the chairs all completely disorganized in different rooms? Am I going to, what am I going to walk into? So for us, we're the same, we're the same way. We walk in and going, did someone rearrange the chairs in the children's church room? Did they, did they get vacuumed on Wednesday night? Did it get cleaned up? Am I, I going to find mm-hmm. out the computer's going to work when we walk in for check-in? Yeah. <laughs> God bless this stupid technology. <laughs> anyway, so it was like, we're always wondering what's going to happen, what's going to be affected. So from the moment before we even get out of the car, we're like, hey, are we going to make it to church on time? Okay, now mm-hmm. we make it to church. Are we going to make it time for the meetings? And so all those things, though, that are constantly anxious, anxiety, we've got to quit letting them weigh us down mm-hmm. and let them motivate us to reach the lost mm-hmm. and a lot of it's hard because we're thinking about technology if we're going to check in a kid we're worried about their safety and then we're also thinking about technology and getting everything right so that people can worship and and so mm-hmm. we've got to remember what our motivation is and let the ultimate goal be the lost be one for the kingdom of christ yeah. and yes jw we want the ac to work all the time that's totally <laughs> totally right because 
Yes. People will definitely walk away if the AC's not working in church. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, there's so there's so many moving parts of um, services and times that were on the campus um, that, that, like you just said, like that makes not only those of like us and Pastor Tony and our own staff, but like our board people that are um, small group leaders, Sunday school teachers. Um, ministry leaders that are physically helping on Sundays to make sure everything is going, um, sometimes it can feel like it's just too much. Um, but that anxiety is all um, rooted in that we're wanting to do right. We're wanting to do the job correctly mm -hmm. that we're set out to do. Um, and it comes down to the concern or regard for others. Yeah. Because we want, like, I know for me on Sundays, I'm always like, I want to make sure that, like, I'm doing this lesson right with kids because mm -hmm. I don't want them to, like, take something because, you know, kids can, like, take something and twist and not, or heard, like, part of it and didn't hear the whole thing. Um, you know, so you never know. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> so it's like, know with my own children and years of experience teaching that they don't listen to the entire thing all the time that sometimes they take their parts that they hear and so like just wanting to make sure that like you know when you present the gospel you're presenting mm -hmm. it correctly and in a way that's going to be taken yep. um and heard yeah. and that's big that's a Factual. big um yes <laughs> yes um, yeah. so that can be a big anxiety, that's a big anxiety for me on Sundays, because I don't want them to take, take, like, one little portion of something home, and their parents go, what in the world were y'all talking about? Um, there's a whole big picture that was along with that. Yeah. Um, but all of these things are healthy, again, like we said, um, because they are rooted in concern and regard for others. We want to, um, like Paul we want to make sure that people are hearing the gospel and hearing it correctly and taking it to heart. Mm -hmm. um, so that there is that question in, in this week's study, has your own anxiety ever been rooted in concern or regard for others? Which if you've probably felt any of the things that we've talked about, then yes. <laughs> um, has it ever caused you physical and mental toil as it did for Paul? Um, and sleepless nights. Yeah, sleepless, sleepless night, nights. Yeah. Um, it could be that you are burdened by the circumstances of a friend you care deeply about. Maybe you work with victims of abuse and trauma. We have um, quite a few people that work either in the school mm -hmm. system or outside of the school system with um, dying people, with the people, people, in yeah, care hospice, and, yeah. Um, victim advocates, mm -hmm. teachers that are having to deal with everything in mm -hmm. your classrooms. And some of you just have um, children, yeah, and you're constantly you. dealing with them. <laughs> um, you know, some of you may just have people around you that, you know, mm. have these things that they're dealing with that you're trying to, to help counsel them. Your parents, yeah, people too. Um, yeah. Um, we learned that realize the day our parents are getting older, and it's not fun. We realize we're getting older. Holy cow! Wait, that means our parents are getting older. No, it's not so. okay. They need to stay where they are, and then we'll just catch up with them. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, in all those things, you're bearing the weight of their pain and experiences. Um, 
So your anxiety might simply be born out of experiencing the sin of this world and the brokenness that it brings to mm -hmm. those we love. Because um, there is natural unrest that comes from a fallen <clears throat> world, and sometimes the weight of it can feel unbearable. Um, we can feel stretched thin. Um, times when we have those that we love that maybe they aren't following mm -hmm. Jesus. And, you know, the weight of that can um, be unbearable sometimes when you're worried about what's going to happen to them, like, if they mm -hmm. don't turn their life around. Um, so, again, burden mm -hmm. for others. Um, yep. So, in this scripture that we read today, Paul knew that churches were being threatened and attacked. Many resided in areas that were hostile toward Christians. Um, false teachers manipulated the word of God for personal gain. Kind of sounds similar mm -hmm. to things Today's, that we have yeah. going on today. <laughs> um, new yep. churches face political and cultural opposition. <laughs> sounds like also like what we have going on today. Or as current churches. <laughs> yeah. Um, believers struggle with sin issues that need to be needed to be called out and repented of. Um, and not to mention, Satan was prepared at any moment to tempt and taunt people just like he is now as well. Yeah. Um, and so Paul saw these many threats and out of concern, that's why he wrote these letters of encouragement mm. and truth to these churches like you were hey, talking about earlier. Encouragement. That sounds like something we might have just heard about Sunday morning. Just, just, that. yeah, just a few days ago. Um, it's so important. And I think we actually, in the last, like, Tuesdays together, I think, one of the last Tuesdays together, we talked about encouraging other people because we never know what other people may be facing mm -hmm. because we don't tell everything that we have going on in our lives. Um, I was right. I, I looked back my note Sunday morning where Pastor Tony had put in First Timothy four thirteen where you could change out the word encouraging. So it was preaching and teach and a teaching. And the ESV said to exhortation to teaching. And then 413s and NLT says encouraging the believers and then teaching them. And how, like, encouragement can, Pastor Tony said, encouragement is something that God does. Encouragement is the purpose behind God's word, and encouragement mm -hmm. can change people's outlook. And immediately, when you said that, I was immediately thinking, mm -hmm. dude, that was the whole thing Paul was trying to do. He's trying to encourage the church, he was trying to help them change their outlook on the world because the church wasn't recognizing how mm -hmm. much the Gentiles needed Jesus. They didn't even want to reach out to them. So how much more did we need to nowadays recognize, you know, that we need to as well reach out to the lost and need mm -hmm. Jesus. So, yeah. It's good. Yeah, Encouragement. It's good. Mm -hmm. um, it will be up if you weren't there Sunday. <laughs> Just a plug. It will be up this, <laughs> this Sunday on it's our podcast Sunday. and our Facebook um, pages. So check that message out if you did not get to hear it yet. Yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah, encouragement is always. Uh, I think this is the last, last part. This last is the word, last. Right? That was the last of his uh, words to live by. Words to live by. Yep. Yep. That's what I thought. Um, so. Do you want to? Sure. The next part? Sure. Um, the spirit of God was at work in Paul, drawing his heart to care for the churches. Yet Paul was not asked to carry the weight alone. Paul was participating in God's work, and God would sustain and carry him along. The way. So oftentimes we feel overwhelmed by what is being asked. We might even feel to physically feel the burden and the mental exhaustion, what is demanded of us. But God can use our anxious burdens for others to move us toward them in love. Mm -hmm. So, like to me, I think that there's nothing else you catch out of this tonight, out of this lesson tonight, is that God can use your anxious burdens for others 
to move us toward them in love. And this is one of the many ways that God softens our hearts and stretches our compassion. Mm -hmm. We tell students a lot of times, we're like, if you want to know what you, ministry you're going into, what career path you're going into, what burdens you? Mm -hmm. Like, what irritates you? What, mm -hmm. what is one thing someone could say to you that makes you just burn inside? And, and, that, and that may be the one thing that you may want to go into. Like for us, for Pastor Jenny and I, we've worked in, in, as small group leaders and as youth leaders for many years before we ever went into youth ministry. Like at our old church, we were small group leaders. And we worked along students, alongside students. I, I helped with sound ministry in, in multiple youth groups along from the time I was 15 on and then worked in the sanctuary from age 8 on. So again, I did good with technology. I burdened by the sound, by sound ministry. I loved, I loved hearing good quality sound. Mm -hmm. So what burdens you may be your plug to helping reach the lost. I mean, and it may be through technology. Like I said, I, it's crazy to think of something like that, but you go, your passion for having something sound good may help somebody else stay at the church because they go, man, I just can't take the fact that all I can hear is the people's voices. I want to hear music. Um, I, all I can hear is the music. I can't hear the voices. And I can't worship unless I can hear both, you know, in certain certain uh, balance. Mm -hmm. So your passion may be the fact that your passion's for kids and you love seeing parents get to attend church. I mean, that's one of the things I remind our, our leaders, uh, children's leaders and youth leaders, like mm -hmm. your ministry equipped those parents, if nothing else. I mean, we, our ultimate goal is to see kids one to the kingdom of Christ. But if we accomplish nothing else on a Sunday morning or Wednesday night other than babysitting, it sounds terrible. We don't. Our goal is not to babysit kids. Our goal is to reach them with the love of Christ, and we share the love of Christ with them. But we at least equip those parents with a moment that they were able to get closer to Christ. And you know what? Those parents get way more time with those kids all week long. So if we can keep the parents one to the kingdom of Christ, they can share the love of Jesus with their kids. And it may be that little bit of break we give them during the week yeah. that they needed to be able to show the love of Jesus to their kids instead of. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Every parent needs that break. Ultimately, it has to start at home. Yep. So we're giving that ability to those parents when, when we're doing that. So what burdens you? You know, and, yeah. and and I encourage you the same way. If you I mean find your place in the church to volunteer by something that burdens you. If, if you work with kids all week long, I know we had this conversation with Kayla the other day. It was like, if you work with kids all week long, you probably don't want to work with kids on Sunday morning or on Wednesday nights because you're getting paid to do that during the week. So that's not what you want to do for your ministry. Mm -hmm. Some people do. Miss Lisa does a great job, you know, filling in the, filling in the gaps on Sunday mornings and then with us on Wednesday nights, occasionally filling in because mm -hmm. she has that specialty in that training. And Kayla's done the same thing for us. Mm -hmm. um, but most likely what you do during the week for your job, you yeah. probably don't want to do after yeah. hours that same speaking thing. from experience yeah <laughs> totally speak from experience before before i was the on-staff kids pastor i didn't actually like mm -hmm. volunteer in the kids ministry because i was literally doing that all, all day long on. yeah all day all week so i totally understand that um yeah. but what burdens but, you it may be a burden that you carry for your job it may be a different burden you carry at church mm -hmm. or maybe you may say like we've done you go Hey, I've learned so much through my job that I love to carry that into ministry as long as I'm only working one to two weeks out of the month. You mm -hmm. know, I don't mind doing it. You know, that's Pastor Jenny does yeah. great about balancing that out. Our youth leaders are great. They still come on Wednesday night just about every week because they get their Sunday morning service in, where it's a little different on Sunday mornings where you need your service where we should, Pastor Jenny tries to get it where they're only on yeah. every other Sunday or two Sundays a month. But it's, it's, it's so important to... Mm -hmm enjoy what you do and then to see the yeah. burden in that 
in that moment. So well, and speaking of like what you're talking about, with the burden, where what is your, what do you feel burdened for? You know, mm -hmm. we just wrapped up small groups for the fall mm -hmm. semester. You know, after January, of course, we won't have anything until February starting up. But in the month of January, we will mm -hmm. have like new small groups um, being announced and, and signups sign yeah. and all that. Um, so if there's something that burdens you, if there's a specific people group, uh, a specific topic, um, anything like that, that's a great avenue right there. Mm -hmm to volunteer to start a small group mm -hmm. um, because okay. if you have a burden for that specific group or for that specific topic or or situation or um, skill hobby whatever it may be that's a great mm -hmm. start right there is to start a small group because like we talked about earlier small groups are biblical <laughs> so and it doesn't have to be in person you can do exactly what we're yeah. doing right here you can host it online you can host a small group. You can actually host a, create your own Facebook group for that, and we'll announce it that, hey, it's a virtual small group. Mm -hmm. Or you say maybe one, what, or one Tuesday night a month you meet up in person, or maybe one Thursday night a month you meet up in person, and the rest of the time you just do a virtual small group, or you open up a Zoom. You can do a Zoom meetings are free for one hour. I mean, what, mm -hmm. I mean, what, how, I mean, it's an easy way when you actually yeah. get to see face to face. Or we do this because it's a lot easier to go jump in and be able to do a virtual small group yeah um but so because we live 25 minutes from the church so yeah. can't always open up everybody at our house so. children that we <laughs> yeah get tired of being thank the lord for abigail who goes and takes care of the baby for a little while so we can do yeah. our, do our small group and you know like the church is open you know this not i'm not trying to do like a whole small group thing here but um it is on my mind because i'm getting mm -hmm. ready to start <laughs> to start asking people because that's my job is to ask people about small groups mm -hmm. but um, you know, we have the church op like can be open Monday through Saturday. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be on a Sunday. It doesn't have to be on a Wednesday. We already have tons of stuff going on. Um, we're maxed mm -hmm. out for Sunday school classes and Wednesday nights we're mm -hmm. pretty much maxed out across the campus. Um, but there's there's Tuesday nights, there's Thursday nights, there's Friday nights, Saturdays. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the church is open quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, or can be open quite a bit if you don't have a place, like if you don't feel comfortable having somebody near your house, or maybe you live further out and you, you know, want to do it more central at the church or something. And Corm is always open. Yeah. And you don't have to do, yeah, and it doesn't even have to be at the church or at your home. Like we've had small groups that have been successful mm -hmm. in meeting up at, at coffee shops and restaurants mm -hmm. and going out. And I mean, it's okay to do a Bible study in the middle of, a coffee shop it's mm -hmm. okay to do it in the middle of your lunch <laughs> I mean, and like, honestly our groups are our goal is five to seven people in a small group to keep yeah, it a small so group so you don't so, need like a huge no area a huge um, place. so mm -hmm. just another little plug there mm -hmm. if you feel burdened to do something but you were kind of like concerned about how and when and where to do it don't feel like you are sealed into a little box because small yeah. groups we're supposed to be thinking outside the box yeah um this is Good. like Mm -hmm. All sorts of things can be small groups. I mean, we have a disc golf small group. We mm -hmm. have a cooking small Pastor, group. Miss Sherry did a, a big pastor's pastor Sherry yeah. did a teacher small group on Wednesday nights for a while. Yeah. So, so whatever you And they go out is. now and just like hang out in um, restaurants and stuff together and just enjoy that time. Um, 
you know, just being together with other people of like faith is yeah. what it's all about. You don't yeah. have to have an agenda on yeah. every small group. You don't have to, to do just like we were talking about a minute ago, encouragement. Mm. <laughs> like that's what these small groups are all about is yeah. encouragement for each other. To realize you're not alone. Like yeah. what we've learned in this anxiety series. I mean, we talked to Sammy multiple times in person. He's like, wow, I didn't ever really think about that perspective on it. Oh, yeah. Brother Jim small group. He's, he's talked several, it's like on a small group, it's a Sunday school class. He, says he's like all I do is keep the conversation going. Mm -hmm. He's like I love it. I bring a hot topic in mm -hmm. on on Sunday morning and we just talk about it. And, there you and he just makes sure the conversation keeps going mm -hmm. and it, it's so great just getting that time to just vent about what you're reading in the Bible or just vent question ask questions mm -hmm. about what you're thinking. I told Pastor Tony the other day I he had said something on a Sunday morning and I was like, "Man, I just never thought of it that way." Mm -hmm. so I'm glad you said that. It was it was talking about going into praying for a long period of time about a certain thing. There's one thing to intercede, it's another thing to have your faith built up, your relationship with God in place, and then to jump in and just pray for somebody and then go on, mm -hmm. or just declare it over somebody and go mm -hmm. on. I said, it always bothered me about that. And he said, but he covered it. And I was like, man, if I just had that conversation years ago, for years, it just bothered me. So, yeah. so good evening, yeah. Sherry. Glad you got to join us. Just looking at Kayla. Yep, Brunswick's doing. Okay. There you go. I told you, been waiting you for you to do it. He's been, been waiting, waiting for me to make the Brunswick stew, and I just haven't yet. Throw turkey. Wait, wait, um, Sherry, did you put turkey in your Brunswick stew? Because Jenny said Brunswick stew doesn't taste right with turkey. So I've no, I didn't say it didn't taste right. I said I've never made it that way. I've turkey. always made it with pork and chicken, but we're not gonna have okay, a whole okay. beef out about our Brunswick stew. <laughs> oh, anyway, <laughs> beef about pork, pork and turkey. <laughs> That's pretty quick to the um I like yeah. Kayla said you never know how your conversation can touch someone listening to your small group in a public place that <laughs> is very true you're right you know when you're in close proximity <clears throat> people are listening and if you pull out your Bibles in the middle of <laughs> a public place people are gonna are yeah. gonna probably listen to what's to being listen. saying mm -hmm. what's being said yes yeah, so you never know what seed That's you good. could be planting without even realizing yep so there's our plug about small groups. There you Just go. Giving you um, so many ideas, and we're we're gonna give you some more ideas um, in the coming weeks as we're preparing yeah. for the winter spring small groups. If you want to know those um, small group brochures in the foyer, and you can look through what the ideas are people had in the past. Some mm -hmm. are going, some failed and didn't quite make it this time. So you want to look and see, hey, what are the interest small groups, and what mm -hmm. what interests you and Throw some ideas at us. You go, hey, mm -hmm. if you want to know, we'll throw you, we'll let you know if there's somebody that's talked about that and may want to mm -hmm. join you in, in doing the small group. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. all right. So, God gives our anxious burdens to move others, to or move us towards others, and move towards others and for them in love. Um, it's one of the many ways God softens our heart and stretches our compassion. Our sinful nature tends to look at our own interests. We do not like to be inconvenienced or overburdened. Mm -hmm. Culture even encourages us to focus on our own needs and care first. But Christ has shown us another way in the fact that he laid down his life for sinners. Mm -hmm. Now I think about that, he actually laid his life down prior to a lot of it ever even happening, mm -hmm. knowing we were going to do it anyway. That is mm -hmm. always crazy cool yeah. to me that God, knowing mm -hmm. we were going to sin, did it anyway. Yeah. So he came low in order to love, lift us high. Mm -hmm. So he considered our lives over his own and he displayed the greatest act of compassion and love that the world had ever seen. Mm -hmm. So, you want to take this part? Um, yeah. So, it is a beautiful thing to care so deeply that you would extend your mental and physical energy for the sake of another. So, don't feel down on yourself for um, 
for having that mental and physical um, energy gone, you know, having the sleepless nights, don't feel bad that you're doing that because that means that you are imitating Christ. Mm -hmm. You are doing what you are supposed to do. Um, because we are, when we're doing that, we are tapping into the heart of Christ and we are provided the help of Christ in those moments too. Um, because he does not ask us to carry those burdens alone, um, a burdens of others alone. He doesn't ask us to carry our burdens alone. So why would he yeah. ask us to carry other people's burdens alone? <laughs> yeah. Um, so if we try to, we will likely experience burnout or bitterness. Um, so it's important when you do get into those exhausting um, moments where you're just mentally and physically just worn out, can't mm -hmm. do it anymore. It's so important not to try to do it on your own. It is important to make sure that um, Jesus is walking with you in yeah. in in it with mm -hmm. those others um, because you Good. will get burned out. You will walk away. <clears throat> unfortunately um there, we've had a lot of people in ministry a lot of people just yeah. um walk away from anything that when it gets too difficult with the burdens yeah. um and you also don't want to get bitter right. um taking on their burdens so make sure that you are turning to jesus having him help you um because make sure you're staying close to jesus to get fed too yes yeah, because it can be zapping. Mm -hmm. um, I think like we've, uh, any of you that have been in the altar for a long period of time with other people, um, it's exhausting mm -hmm. um, when you come out of the altar. I mean, like, I I think about like when we went to camps <laughs> that we were in the altar 90% of the time mm -hmm. um, with the youth. It's like- 11 and 12 o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> by the time that you get done mm -hmm. like you are just mentally and physically just Work. zapped yeah. <laughs> like you're like tapped out mm -hmm. <laughs> because it is spiritual warfare mm -hmm. that goes on in the altar is exhausting mm -hmm. and spiritual warfare is exhausting um period whether it's in the altar or or not okay. um so that it's important to rely on Jesus, because he's going to give you the rest that you need yeah. through those times. Um, so he invite Jesus invites us to cast our burdens and the burden of others on him because he cares for all of us. Um, and he carries us as we try to carry others. So like in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says his grace is sufficient and his power is perfected in our weakness. Mm. Um, so even when the weight feels heavy and we do not think that we can carry it, Jesus can yeah. and will carry it. So that's important to remember. Even when we don't think we can go any further, mm -hmm. we're right. We can't. Right. <laughs> Jesus is going to um, get yeah. us through it. That's right. Um, so in the light of his own anxiety. <laughs> so... Remember, I don't remember how many weeks back it was, but we talked about Paul and all of his anxieties that he, open he, was about he had and how open, <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, so in light of his own anxiety, Paul encourages us to remember that the sufferings of this present time are incomparable to the glory to be revealed in Christ. Um, with this hope, we can preserve 
per perser persevere. Wow, it's getting late. Too big to um, words, right? yeah. <laughs> We can persevere with all faith to finish the great task the Lord has entrusted to us to give our lives to testify to the gospel of God's grace. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to remember that when you do have um, a burden for a specific, like we were talking about a minute ago, maybe you have a burden for um, a specific group of people, kids or, or other moms or um, other dads or, um, I don't know, people that are dealing with some sort of issue or whatever it may mm -hmm. be. Um, if you have that burden, it's not like just some random thing. God has dropped that in your heart for a reason because yeah. he created you for a specific reason. And so that burden is what your calling is going to lead you to. Yeah. Um, so remember that if he's asked you to do it, mm -hmm. he's going to see you through it. Um, so don't, don't feel like it's crazy burden, like, because God put it there. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's good. Yep. So. Always be empowered by, by Christ. Mm -hmm. Acts 20, 24 says, with hope we can persevere. Mm -hmm. All faith finished the great task he's entrusted us with. Yeah. That's good. Yep. All right. Questions? Yes. I filled out a couple of answers here. Did you think of any, some answers on these? I, I did not answer any of them this time. Okay, so I'll start then, and I'll let you see if you want to add anything on to okay. that. Okay. So what example does Paul provide to show that being anxious for others can help to serve God's kingdom? So what did, what example does Paul provide us to show that being anxious for others can help preserve God's kingdom? And I thought we must focus on anxious thoughts on how we can serve others. Recognize that often that anxiety is actually care for the future and souls of others. Mm -hmm. So he reminded us so much that, to me, it was just his yeah. constant reminder that he was seeing that his burden he had, although mm -hmm. painful and <laughs> the physical yeah. burdens he had, mm -hmm. was, it was even more of a burden to see mm -hmm. the lost lost. Yeah. So he wanted to see him come to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. That's good. I good. agree. Yeah. We have to focus on, on what it is. So that we know how yeah. to serve the others. So just hurt them. It's good. So, but the anxiety for others, or the anxiousness you have towards others being lost, power your prayer for them. Remind mm -hmm. you to pray for them. Every time you have that one thought pop in your head, that hey, uh, this person is really going through something. I I, I can't imagine being in that, their shoes. Mm -hmm. Pray for them. Mm -hmm. Don't just let that be a thought that wow, I wouldn't want to be them, but reach out to them, pray for them. Yeah. So what example? I'm sorry. Oh, that was it. That's what I just said. In what ways have you seen God use your anxiety to move toward others in love? And I've thought, I've often recognized care for people I didn't see in the past. Tears I've shed at times that were unexpected. Mm -hmm. So, like, I've heard stories of people. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I started crying, thinking about how I'd feel in their shoes or knowing that things that they had went through, like we mm -hmm. shared with you guys about when um, we went through the miscarriage. Like, hearing mm -hmm. that later on triggered us to realize how tough it had to be mm -hmm. with certain people we've talked to. So mm -hmm. it felt even more of a burden for them. So a group that we have things we had never experienced before and never realized how much of a burden it was when you've gone through it, it really does make a huge burden. Mm -hmm. And it's, I, I told um, our students all the time, one of the hardest times I have is ministering to students who don't have a parent in their life or don't mm -hmm. have like one parent missing in their life. I said, cause I would grew up as a 
homeschooled kid. My dad was self-employed. A lot of times we were in the restaurant with him working or working in, our, in the post business. I'd ride, do ride-alongs with my dad for his job. And every night I was home with my mom and dad as a, as a whole family. So to minister to people who didn't have two parents in their life yeah. is often really hard. So mm-hmm. whatever your burden is, you go, that, that burden mm-hmm. me to even find out. You go, share with me. Share with me your heart. I want to know how you feel in those moments. I want to be able to minister to others better that are going through those situations. So what what do you feel with? What do you struggle with on a daily basis? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I think that um, I, I was literally thinking the same thing. Like whenever we went through some things, like especially that one because it was such a big thing that mm-hmm. we didn't realize how many people around us mm-hmm. had went through it um but it moves you toward that like wow like okay i have more compassion now um i think too like i've just really recently like just really realized how many people are going through things that they don't talk about Mm -hmm. and don't have any idea and you know you may take it as they don't like you or they're just not a talkative person or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, but really they're just literally like just that's in their mind. They're on their Mm -hmm. mind and they're not really focusing on anything else. Um, So I've seen that (laughs) a lot recently because I know myself, like sometimes I get bottled up and I just go through the motions of everything that needs to be done and I don't necessarily, like, stop and, like, say, like, hey, I am literally, like, right here right now. Like, this is where Mm -hmm. I'm at. Um, And so I've noticed more and through that with myself that other people do the same thing. We're all all going through something that we're just not talking about. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like um, there's a couple people that I follow on Instagram. I don't follow, like, a ton of people regularly but there's a couple that I follow and the reason why I follow them is because they talk about like you know what I can show you the things that um are good in my life but that's not all you're gonna see here (laughs) like you're gonna see the bad too you're gonna see my messy house in the background you're gonna see like you know um all the things Mm -hmm. that everybody else isn't showing you um and I and then I appreciate that because then I look around my house and go, oh, I feel better now. Thank you. I feel good because yeah, my house looks like yours. <laughs> As we're sitting in what is supposedly my office, but we had to step over toys because it's also the baby's room. It's, yeah. Now, so it's a split yeah. room. <laughs> yeah. So it's like this is this is real life. You see the corner, this cute little corner of our house. Yeah. You know, two together. No, but the rest of the house looks like. <laughs> You're seeing a cute little cloud that's sitting behind and showing everything else. I'm gonna go ahead to the third question now. I want to see our garage. <laughs> what we have a garage? It's a storage facility. I haven't seen the garage in a long time either. So, how does God provide us help? Provide help to us as we serve and care for others, and how can we practically look to Him as we lay down our lives for others? And I expect God showed a different way when He sent His Son to His example for us, and then He called us to show the same love for others. Yeah. And yeah, because that, that does take on a completely different, yeah. Um, because if Jesus would lay his life down for us, knowing that we would still do wrong, that we would still sin, um, 
and we're supposed to show that how same often do love. we like think about not going to church because we have a headache or you know we're just not feeling it feeling it today or whatever mm -hmm. else like wow yeah. i'm sure there's many days paul wasn't feeling it after his five times 30 <laughs> 39 lashes you know yeah but yeah. paul kept up kept getting kept up on going and kept on <laughs> kept ministering on the word and kept on yeah. we don't have any idea what it means to no suffer for the cause of christ no like uh, Kayla said, like Pastor said, we are good fakers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that is so true. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, Any that was... Any closing thoughts? <laughs> I don't know. There were so almost many... A, almost an hour. Better so many out, directions. Huh? So, <laughs> hopefully we didn't go on too many rabbit trails tonight. We'll pray and then uh, we'll close it out. Because, you know, and don't forget, if you had something that burned your heart tonight while we're talking, mm -hmm. maybe you should be a small group leader if you're not already. And let that become your burden and mm -hmm. you get to share with others. Yes. God, we thank you for this night. God, I thank you for the opportunity to serve you. I thank you for the opportunity to do small groups with others. And God, I pray right now that you be with us this night, God. Be with the people that are attending this and will listen to this later on, God. Let the anxiety and anxiousness in their heart for others be a burden to, at very minimal. Pray for them. And to see them one for your kingdom, God, that salvation may come to the lives of people and the hearts of people of God that we're burdened for or the things that we're burdened for affects. God, I pray that you move in their lives. God, may the things in our lives that are anxious, God, drive us to change and drive us to bring change to others' lives that people may find you and find salvation, God. God, I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. God, I thank you for what you have in store for our futures, God. May our heart be burdened after the things that burden your heart. And I pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 So, so we will be back next week talking about Jesus, anxiety before the cross. Um, and then I think, we will, I think we'll only have one more week after that. Okay. So Sounds good. we're coming to a close. Be ready for discussions. If you haven't got to catch up on any of them, go back and listen to the podcast. So when we mm -hmm. do our pop quizzes the week after. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. To close out our anxiety series, we can talk about it easily. So, all right. Great. Well, we love you guys. Thanks for joining us. Have, Have a great a night. night. <laughs>